Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm really, really excited to be back because even though there hasn't been any uh, lapse in the podcast, for the past few weeks, I've been uh, taking a little vacation time with my family. Uh, Last week and the week before, I was lighting a show. And so, between those two things, I didn't have any time to podcast, and so I'm really excited to be back here in the studio, per se. I'm in my office recording a podcast for you guys, and so a couple really exciting things that have happened over the past few weeks. Um, one is the podcast is growing, and the reason why it grows is when you guys uh, rate and review it on iTunes or share it with your friends, and um, I got to share with you guys today. I figured out this past week or so, I'm a little slow to think sometimes, but I figured out how to check the podcast reviews um, that are left on like the international iTunes stores and stuff like that. Because this podcast and, and Learn Stage Lighting really is worldwide. And it's it's amazing to me because when I started it, I didn't, I didn't go into this thinking, oh man, I'm, this is going to be a worldwide thing. But it really is. And and so I've been asking you guys to leave reviews, and you guys have. And I just want to go through and um, mention, you know, some, some different folks who've left reviews um, since the beginning that I totally missed. Um, so sorry about that, but thank you guys to those of you who did. Uh, so my good friend JP wrote in um, in South Africa and uh, left a review. Thanks, JP. Uh, Flamehead in the UK, um, he said uh, he's been listening from the beginning um, but he had, he's an experienced technician, but not with lighting, so with uh, audio and video probably. Um, and this has been really helpful to him. Uh, who else wrote in? Let's see. Um, CD uh, in New Zealand wrote in and said uh, that um, they find it interesting and, uh, you know, are definitely learning things. Uh, Ket Creative in Canada um, is really happy with the show as well. Um, Mentioned that, etc. Mentioned something about campuses that I didn't know, which was great. Um, I'm always great to learn new things about about different consoles. Um, and um, then Tom, I already talked about him. And then Troy wrote in uh, just the other day, just uh, about 15 days ago. And uh, I'm thankful for your review as well, Troy. So if you guys have left, if you guys do leave a review, um, you know, leave it there in iTunes. And uh, now I'm going to find it. Thanks to a great service that I found called Ratings Catcher. Uh, if you do run a podcast, I'd check that out. If I were you, you can check it out at learnstagelighting.com slash ratings. That's learnstagelighting.com slash ratings. Um, that'll send you over there to them, a little referral link that I have. And this this really cool website, what I, I dig about it, and this isn't lighting, but if but I know a lot of you guys are in media and may have a podcast. Um, and, and this is really cool because it just emails me and keeps track of all my reviews on iTunes and I think some other places too, and Stitcher, I think. And so really cool um, that they're able to, to just track that, email it to me, so I don't need to go check that stuff, and I can make sure to recognize you guys when you leave reviews um, because I am super-duper thankful for it. It's, it's what helps other people learn about this podcast, help reach new people, and uh, teach them more about lighting. So thank you all for that. Now, today I actually have a, a lot of questions that have come in over the past few weeks, um, so I want to hit some of those. So uh, first, let's dive into our main segment, and then we're going to hit the mailbag. 
So this week in the main segment, I, I'm going to kind of do a two-week uh, little series here about consoles. Now, we've talked about consoles a little bit in the podcast, but not a massive amount. And so what I want to do here is in this first episode, I want to talk about how do I get started controlling lights for less than $100. And then in the next episode, I know a lot of people that, that do listen to me are fairly budget-minded. So in the, in the next episode, we'll open that up to under $500. And uh, as always, um, one link to keep in mind from the show notes is I've got a great article over on Learn Stage Lighting on how to find your first lighting console. Um, that will go over um, some similar things to this. But today, you know, I want to kind of stretch my mind, stretch yours, and uh, help you see how if... You know, maybe you're somebody who who just toys around with lighting or you're a hobbyist or a church user or you work with your band and you just want to, you know, for the you just want to try something and, and get working with something uh, for under $100. I've got some options here. Now, um, this comes with the caveat, I'm, I'm going to say it already, that, you know, a lot of times it really does make sense to spend a little more money. But we're going to talk about that in the next episode um, than $100. It, it really what you get for spending a little more often can make your life a lot easier. But today I just, I just want to talk about that under a hundred dollar price range and and what you can get there. So what you're going to get for under a hundred dollars is you're going to be using some sort of software. Probably Um, you're going to be using some sort of software and you're going to get output via an NTech box. Now I've got a post on learn stage lighting about NTech boxes, about, how they work and stuff like that. And you basically got two options. So the Intec box, what this does is it's a USB to DMX converter. It plugs into your computer and allows you to get DMX output to communicate with lights um, just with a USB port and a computer software. Now, the cool thing about this is is Intec's really, they've designed this years ago, and this is a kind of a, a standard in the lighting industry is that you can use these converters with a variety of different softwares. And today I'm going to talk about some free pieces of software um, that you can use and, and some of their their positives and negatives. So to start off, you've kind of got two options with, with Intex. Um, they have an open DMX USB and you can buy a new one of those for $67 US. Okay. And the open DMX USB is a solid unit. It's well built. Um, it, it does a good job. The only caveat with it is that there isn't a microprocessor on board. Um, this allows it to be so inexpensive. And so what that does for you is, you know, if your computer blips or, or has a little hiccup, and, and this tends to happen, especially if you're on a lesser powered machine or, or you're running a lot of software, um, you know, your lights may blink. Um, a lot of people use these and, and have no problems with them, but that's just something you got to watch out for. Um you know, if you're doing a band show or something, then it it might be okay, you know, a DJ thing, whatever, but that's just something to keep in mind. So my recommendation actually is if if you can just go out there on eBay and I've actually seen their DMX USB pro out there for around a hundred dollars on eBay or or other used uh, gear websites. And with the DMX USB pro, you get that microprocessor built on board, uh, which just buffers the DMX so that even if your computer has a little hiccup, um, your lights aren't going to flicker. And, and that's really what you want. And so 
you know, I've seen those used for a hundred dollars. So even though the retail on those is, um, I think around one fifty or so, let me look it up here. Yeah. The retail on that guy's 162. So if you look around or call your dealer, you can probably get a bit of a lower price than that. But regardless, um, you can find them used for like a hundred bucks. And so that's totally a legit option for $100. Now, when we're talking about the hardware and uh, NTech open DMX USB boxes, it's no secret if you go looking around out there that there are a lot of clones, so-called NTech compatible USB to DMX boxes um, that are out there at various prices. And so you may be wondering to yourself, um, well, how do they work? And I got to tell you, you know, I've done a good bit of research on this. I've bought some of them and uh, even some of the ones from bigger names. I'm not going to name them by name here, but, you know, there's there's names out there on Amazon or other sites that are NTech compatible, so-called, you know, USB output devices. And, and here's what I found. You always get what you pay for. Um, NTech, one thing that I really like about NTech, and yes, I do work from them from time to time and we have a great relationship but one of the things that I like about them is that all of their products, they build to last. They really build a high quality product. And so, you know, they're generally very future proof. I mean, every piece of NTech gear I own, I've, I've never broken one. Um, I had a client of mine I know that did break one, but that was that they literally smashed a USB connector um, physically on, the, on a cable that was with one of their NTech units. They smashed the cable into the box like it was plugged in and they literally went and and somebody was like i don't know what happened but they accidentally dropped something on or something and it, it messed up the connector on the box but that's gonna happen if you abuse stuff um but you know they they have a nice case on them they're the electronics are solid and they really put a high emphasis on building a really great piece of hardware so that you're gonna have it for years to come um, besides the, the, just the quality of the hardware and, and how it feels and how it will work for a long time, some of these clones have issues with compatibility with various software. So sometimes they don't have that microprocessor control they say they have. Sometimes they make lights flicker with certain pieces of software. Um, sometimes, you know, you're going to have more quality control issues with a clone where, um, you know, they, you might get in, it might work, it might just stop working. You know, all these things can happen with anybody, but with the clones, there there tends to be more of these problems. So I, I really recommend, especially if you're starting, you know, you want to start inexpensive. You know, my goal as I'm an advocate for you, the lighting person, the lighting hobbyist, the person learning about lighting, is that you'll have success with your lighting. And so that's why I don't recommend buying anything besides the real NTech interfaces because they're, they're just really well built. And when you compare them, you know, I'm looking at one that I have right in front of me, a clone and the real thing. When you compare the two and just the workmanship and the quality and how you can handle it and, and you know, there, there's really no comparison. And the cost of the NTech is not, you know, that much more compared to, um, you know, these clones. So I'll get off my soapbox there, but that's, I get questions about it all the time. And so I'm not trying to make this a commercial for NTech or a personal soapbox, but rather I, I simply get these questions all the time. People say, well, you mentioned the NTech. What do you think about this one? What do you think about that one? And, and so that's why I'm being frank here about that. So that's the hardware side. Okay. So you can get your DMX output out of 
some piece of software. So what kind of free software can you use? Well, the good news, bad news is there's a few options out there. On the simpler end of things, there's a simple piece of open source software called QLC Plus. It's cross-platform Windows and Mac. Um, it's pretty decent. You know, I'm, I'm going to say that, you know, because it's not a paid piece of software, it doesn't have the amount of development put into it as other pieces of software have. But, you know, it can control lights. It can make them go up and go down and, uh, you know, give you a, a lighting show. It, it works, you know, quite decently and it, and it is free. And so, you know, that's something to mess around with. Um, as you get more complex or you need to create fixture profiles or things like that, um, QLC Plus can definitely have some issues. And if you're already a lighting person and you're used to uh, traditional lighting consoles, then you're probably not going to like QLC Plus because it's just a little different in how it works. But, but it's really not a bad piece of software. Um, however, my favorite piece of software is MPC which is made by Alation now. They, they recently bought it. Um, and it's a professional level lighting console. So you can get started for free um, with it, download it, use it with an Intech device for free. And that's really great news because then you're able to learn it. And, and you know, later on, you may end up buying one of their consoles or you may not. And, and that's, that's okay with the company. Um, of course, they want you to buy a console, but regardless, um, you can get started, use that software with an Intech interface for free. And, the reason why I like the MPC software is there's a few things I love about it. One is it's really versatile. It can really do a lot. You know, like any professional level console, if you're brand new to lighting and you don't have any experience with lighting, it's going to take some, there's a massive learning curve to it because it's a professional level console. But out of the various professional level PC softwares, I think it's the most intuitive one out there. And it, and it has a really great looking interface that's easy to navigate um, for a professional console. Now, besides MBC, um, Camsys is another brand of professional lighting console that allows you to use their PC software with an Intech interface um, as an output, I believe. And, um, you know, it's a good piece of software. It's not as good looking or as easy to navigate, especially on the PC. That's one of its, its weaknesses. Um, it can do some very complex things and especially involved with uh, pixel mapping and stuff like that. And it's very popular in the, the EDM world and in Europe. Um, but here in the U.S., you know, it's not as popular, um, but it still is a piece of software definitely to look at. And, and that's one of the cool things about using an Intech interface is you can look at these various pieces of software, download them, program some stuff and compare for yourself uh, what you like or, or dislike about specific pieces of software. Another one is the MA.2 software. So this is the grand MA kind of junior software, and they let you get a universe out with um, an Intech device. Again, this is, I probably like uh, the dot two software a little better than Camsys for a lot of uses, um, but it is lacking compared to MPC in the sense that grand MA took their flagship console and they kind of, simplified it for for a lower price point consumer um and i really i miss a lot of the things that they they pulled out of it and so it, it kind of I, I i don't love how simple the effects engine is and um, i just it's not my favorite software but it's really not bad so check it out if you're interested um and um 
and yeah, those are those are some great options. If you if you do you know want to look for other options, you can do a simple Google search and actually find so many different options of of different PC softwares uh, that that you can use with an NTech interface. I think NTech even has a list on their website. And then the last segment here is um, how do you get hardware controlled then? Because software is great and everything. You know, you might have a touchscreen on your computer or you might not. And, but then how do you get hardware control? And I, I have to note here that most of the software above, uh, besides QLC Plus, let's see, CamSys can run on Macs as well as PCs, as well as Linux, um, but .2 and MPC are PC only, just as an FYI. But, you know, you can have a touchscreen, but often, I know I, whenever I'm running a show, I want more than just a simple, um, I want more than just an on-screen control. I want some additional hardware. And so there's some really great ways to be able to control these various consoles with some different things. So if you have a MIDI controller around, you're able to use MIDI with MPC. Um, if you use a companion program called Show Cockpit, and I guess that'll throw you over budget a little bit. Um, QLC Plus can use MIDI straight out of the box. Um, but then, um, dot two in campsis will not allow you to use MIDI. Um, however, another way to control, um, MPC or QLC plus is called OSC and OSC is kind of cool. It's kind of like an updated MIDI. It's called open sound control. And if you use a program like the touch OSC program available on iPhone and Android, you're able to then basically make your own control layout for these programs and have faders and buttons on a tablet's screen. And so that's another really cool way just to get started with lighting for under $100, be able to get a control interface, which is, you know, priceless in a lot of situations, just even if it's not perfect, even if it's not the best, even if it's not the easiest, um, always you know, you're able to get started inexpensively. So like I said, guys, in the next podcast next week, I'm going to talk about that under $500 range and what you can do in that range. And I can tell you this, that, you know, spending a little more than 100 can really do a lot for you. And and I'm going to share with you next week um, how much your life can be made easier um, by going that route. But for now, let's dive into our mailbag. Welcome back to our mailbag. This is the part of the show where we share with you things people have written in and uh, I answer them and show you my thought process going through them. So I got to think about three or four questions today um, to answer that have come in over the past week or two um, that I thought were a good fit for podcast answering. And so I'm going to go ahead and uh, answer those now. So first question is I'm actually about pro presenter and um it's from Brad, and he wrote in, he's a lighting novice, um, but he wants to know how to set up both pixel mapping and moving head control. So you've got a um, computer video output or an output from ProPresenter, a video source for pixel mapping, and you want to assign pixels to control the color of your fixtures, including the color of the moving heads, but you want to control the movement of the moving head separately from scenes programmed in a console or software. Um, and what software control, et cetera, combo can I recommend? Uh, thanks, Brad. So, Brad, um, there's, there's a couple things going on here, basically. So, the first thing is 
you just need a pixel mapping program. Okay, so that's step one, right? You need your pixel mapping program. And my my favorite program for pixel mapping right now, um, it's a really good one, is Entex Elm software, ELM, the Entex LED mapper. And the reason I like it so much is unlike a lot of other pixel mapping programs, they started with lighting and built a program to, that works and makes sense with lights and with LED pixels and stuff like that, instead of creating a program that's built for video and then fitting lights into it. It's, it's a lot more natural um, for working with pixel mapping lighting than a lot of other programs. So that's a good option. They have, depending on how much output you need, it can be really inexpensive. Uh, it starts, I think, at $125 uh, for you know, a certain amount of output. And so definitely check out Elm. And so now you want to know about using a video source. So Elm's going to allow you to do that. Um, it's not going to use Siphon. It's only on Windows, and I believe Siphon's a Mac-only thing. However, I see here, I know that ProPresenter can do NDI, or Network Digital Interface, um, for its video. You can, you can buy the module. I think it's just $100 to be able to send NDI out of ProPresenter, and then Elm can take in that NDI um, natively. So that's probably the way you'd want to do that, or you could bring in uh, video another way, but but I think NDI would be the best bet if you're using ProPresenter, and that's how you want to bring it in. And then you can go ahead and Elm, and you know, you're able to patch your different fixtures. So what I would do in there is I would just go ahead and patch, you know, the three-channel or four-channel LED fixtures, you know, red, green, blue, or red, green, blue, white, and patch those in your various LED lights and, and where they line up in the DMX map, okay? And so you're going to have your lights patched in your lighting console, and you're also going to have them patched in um, Elm, in the LED mapper. And then the last part is the merging, right? Because you want to be able to control the movement separate. Um, but you may also want to be able to, you know, not use the video um, from ProPresenter and control your lights from your lighting console. You may or may not, I don't know, but I'm saying you might want to. And so for the sake of uh, this explanation. So basically, um, merging is something that you can either do in your lighting console. You can come out of Elm through ArtNet or SACN. SACN is preferred um, for your lighting output uh, method. And then you can either merge into your lighting console, and that's my preferred method, um, GrandMA, as well as uh, MPC, which I use um, a lot, and I highly, highly recommend if, if you don't have a chosen lighting software. MPC is great for a lot of uses. Um, you're able to bring that SACN or ArtNet in, and then you're able to merge it with what the console's doing and say, okay, I want whoever's giving the latest information to, to get these lights. And then you would simply just not touch the color of those lights in the lighting console and and you would only touch the color with the the media with the pixel mapper with elm okay and then those two would merge together and the latest would take precedence or the highest i'm depending how you set it up in, in your particular console and then the D, and then it would output via your sacn or artnet nodes now the other way you could also possibly do this is depending on what node you're using to convert your SACN signal from your lighting console and your pixel mapper to DMX, um, depending on what node you're using, there's a good chance that your node can do merging as well. And it may be able to set 
different priorities for its different sources. Uh, all this stuff is baked into the standards for networkable DMX for SACN and ArtNet. And so it's really kind of about determining like it's usually a little more difficult to set up inside the nodes than inside your console, but you can do it inside your nodes um, as opposed to inside your console. It just there, there's a lot of factors kind of going on and information I don't have about your rig um, for me to be able to say, okay, do it this way. But those are, are the ways that it's going to work. You're either, you're going to basically starting from the top, you're going to get your video into ELM and text LED mapper. You're then going to go ahead and output that via ArtNet or SACN. And it's going to merge either into your lighting console and come out of your lighting console or merge straight to your DMX output nodes and, and then come out that way um, to be able to determine who gets to control those particular pixels, whether whether it's the lighting console or whether it is the um, the lighting uh, pixel mapper, the Elm software. So hope that helps, Brad. I know that's a pretty quick explanation, um, but definitely um, that's the right way to head on those things. Um, Jorge wrote in and asked um, what to consider on a permanent install with a low nine foot ceiling. I'm guessing this is probably like a drop ceiling uh, by the sound of it. Um, any tips on installing lightings, etc., would be appreciated. So I would say, um, Jorge, when, when you're at nine feet and it's real low, you know, your stage might be on the floor or just a foot off the ground. Your lights are pretty much hitting your people head on. And so you're probably going to keep them pretty close to the stage and you're going to want something with a pretty wide angle lens to it to be able to uh, wash that stage fully because you're so close to it. So that's kind of the first bit there. Um, I'll link to a post as well about create how to create an even wash of light so you can learn how to do that. And then as for hanging your fixtures, Jorge, um, I would get with somebody in your church or or an outside consultant um, to work on how to hang things from your particular ceiling. That's um, for liability reasons and uh, safety reasons. I can't recommend something over a podcast to you, but you know, getting with somebody who who is authorized and carries the insurance to, to hang some basic lighting off the ceiling, whether that's a you know a construction kind of contractor or you know a lighting person or an AV uh, consultant. You know that's gonna want, that's gonna be your best bet for. For, for talking to people and figuring out um, how to hang things in your particular room. All right. And so now we've got Marco and Marco wrote in and said he has a big party coming up. Uh, he's got two Martin Mac 500s and uh, two uh, maybe Comar 250 zooms and some DMX LED pars. And he wants to create an awesome show with his lighting, but he doesn't know where to start. Um, he has DOS Light, that program, but it's very basic. Um, he's worked with DMX Lighting before and, um, you know, worked with a production company a little bit. Um, so how can I help him? So I would say, Marco, you know, you've got some experience in lighting and you've got enough experience to know that a program like DOS Light, which, you know, is not my favorite program, but it, it works for people, is, is too basic for what you need. I would go ahead and download MPC. And just like we actually talked about in the main segment of this episode, you know, get yourself an NTech box and MPC or get MPC's um, DMX Duo box. It's a little more expensive, but you get two DMX universes. You only need one for what you're doing, though. Um, 
But, you know, so get get that console together, download the MPC software and install it on a PC and and get working with the tutorials that I both have online um, as well as the ones that Alation has on their YouTube page as well. And start learning how to use that software because MPC, unlike uh, DOSLite, is a professional level console and it's it's going to allow you to do pretty much anything you need to do. There is a learning curve to it, um, but it sounds like you've got enough experience already that, that I think you'll be able to piece it together and really figure it out and get going. And so that'd be definitely my, my top recommendation to you, Marco. All right, guys. So that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said, at the top of the show, this show is growing. And the reason why it's growing is because folks are sharing this show and leaving their reviews on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we're now listed on TuneIn Radio at Well, heard in over 58 countries. Isn't that amazing? I think that's really cool. And you can find show notes for this episode at learnstagelighting.com slash 017. So go check that out. Um, go check out all the links in this post. They'll all be there at the show notes. And I will see you guys next week here on the podcast. Thanks. And that's it for today's show. Thank you for listening to the Learn Stage Lighting podcast. Be sure to visit us at learnstagelighting.com to see show notes, past episodes, and download a free guide on how to begin with lighting in your specific context. I'll see you guys on the site. Thanks. Thanks.